All right, take two. What, hey, Sincere39, yay. Third time is the charm. Sincere39, I have been having um, the toughest time getting started today. Uh, I've been having some technical difficulties. I had to buy a new device so that I could broadcast on Facebook because the, uh, my computer wasn't cutting it. And, um, you know, first time using it, a few snafus, so we're on a little late tonight. But we're still going to get it done. Um, We're actually going to jump right into the story since we're running so late. Uh, But for those who might be listening later, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. You're watching NPL Legal Dish, and this is where we learn business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. So Sincere39, and you watching in Facebook, hi. If you're ready, give me a ready in the comments, because we're just going to get started, okay? Uh, If you guys are interested in any of the things that I do at NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm, please go to linktree forward slash linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm for all of your questions to be answered. All right. But we are going to get started so that you guys, you guys and myself can get on with our evening. All right. We are ready. So the first uh, story that we are talking about tonight uh, has to do with New York's MTA, Sincere39, you live in New Jersey. Have you taken New York's public transit system at all? And I'm going to wait for you to um, put put your answer in the comments. I have two people watching on Facebook. Um, if you have ever ridden, ridden the New York transit system, please give me a yes in the comments, Okay. Um, now, as to why I, why am I asking you if, if you have ever traken, taken New York public transit? Because New York's public transit system, the MTA, they are suing a, um, a county clerk in Buffalo, New York. They're suing a guy named Michael Kearns. Why are they suing Michael Kearns? Here's why. So, a lot of, um public transportation uh, systems have this phrase that they use in their advertising called see something, say something. So if you didn't know, I live in the DMV area, DC, Maryland, Virginia, um, and we have the metro system. Uh, Sincere39 said, not really, I catch the train from New Jersey to New York. But you're familiar with the MTA, right, Sincere39? Um, Let me continue. So uh, we have a system called the metro here, and they use a phrase, uh, they also use the phrase called, if you see something, say something. Now, this is not just a phrase that came up out of nowhere. This is actually a phrase that is trademarked by the New York MTA. And it was trademarked um, to help with the, yes, Cynthia, okay. It was trademarked um, under the, under the um, class of, warning people of suspicion of terrorism, okay? So the whole point of the if you see something, say something line, that whole line that you you probably hear in a lot of public transportation stations has to do with being aware of terrorism and reporting any suspicious activity regarding terrorism. Now, here's the problem. In Erie County, in Buffalo, New York, there is a county clerk named Michael Kearns. Michael Kearns is using that phrase, if you see, right, they say that all the time. He's using that phrase, if you see something, say something in the wrong way. So, 
Um, in New York, there is a law allowing immigrants um, to apply for licenses. Now, whether these immigrants are documented or undocumented, the article didn't say. However, there is a law in New York allowing immigrants to apply for driver's licenses. This county clerk, Michael Kearns, doesn't like that law. He actually opposed it in court and lost. Um, but that's not where he stopped. Michael Kearns has signs all over um, um, in the, DM, the, uh, the, the, the Department of Motor Vehicles in Erie County saying, in resp- saying if you see something, say something. And it also has the number to um, Department of Homeland Security or ICE. So he's using the phrase, if you see something, say something to, to uh, promote people reporting, uh, you know, possible undocumented citizens. And that is not the purpose of why New York's Metro Transit System trademarked that term. The reason why they trademarked it was for suspicion of terrorism. So the New York MTA has sent a cease and desist letter to Michael Kearns of the Erie County uh, DMV in Buffalo, New York. Um, and th- when they sent the cease and desist letter, letter, they gave him till 5 p.m. to take down all the signs. They also sent one to the county clerk of Niagara County in, um, I, I guess that's upper New York all the time. Either way, New York MTA does not like these county clerks using their term that has been trademarked for warning about suspicion of terrorism, uh, they don't want them using it to essentially promote xenophobia or racism. So they have sent a cease and desist letter to these county clerks and told them to stop using their phrase. So my question to you as a watcher, um, and particularly to you, Sincere39, as someone who you know knows about the New York transit system and you've been watching the show for a long time, what do you think about the MTA suing these county clerks for using that phrase? Do you think it was the right move? Um, and while you give me your answer, I'm going to give you mine. I personally think it was the right move. Remember that your trademark represents your brand. It tells people who you are in the street. So if somebody is using your brand in the wrong way and misrepresents your brand, that could reflect badly on you. The MTA, New York in general, is a melting pot. They have so many different ethnicities and races that live there. They don't want to alienate anyone because they all take public transportation. So they're saying, hey, take your racism and stop using our phrase with it. Sincere39 agrees with them. All right, I agree too. So we will have to wait and see what happens with the MTA. Um, I'm sure they'll win. Uh, They're a quasi-governmental agency. Um, And also, reporting people for getting a license is whack. Like, you don't have a life. Get get over yourself. Um, I am the proud child of, you know, um, immigrants. My parents came here in the late 70s. Uh, So, you know, they did pretty well for themselves. (laughs) All right. Okay. Hi, King Tax Services. How you doing, girl? Um, everybody watching either now or later, King Tax Services um, gave a great 
live broadcast on um, the Tax and Jobs Act and how it's going to affect you this year for taxes. So go watch her replay at King Tax Services 18 on Instagram and at King's Cash Club on Facebook, all right? Um, but moving on, no, no worries, my dear. I started late because I got a new device and I was getting it set up. Um, so let's move on to our next story. Uh, the other day we talked about Nike versus Fleet Feet. Um, and we talked about high rocks and mill. We talked about how, um, Nike basically had to suspend their $16 million ad campaign for, um, Sports changes everything because they were infringing on Fleet Feet's um, trademarked phrase. Now, uh, remember, if you don't remember the the, uh, the details of the case, Fleet Feet, they are a specialty shoe store. They have a location here in D.C. They have a couple, you know, um, around, they have a few around the country. They specialize in um, athletic wear and athletic shoes. Um, Nike is one of the brands that they carry in their stores. Fleet Feet trademarked the phrase, running changes everything. Nike started an ad campaign and they took their phrase. They first said running changes everything. Fleet Feet ran after them and then they changed it to sports changes everything. Fleet Feet said that's not enough and they um, went into court and asked the court to order Nike to stop using the phrase. So the court is like, until we can figure out what's going on here, we want Nike to stop using sports changes everything. Now remember, Nike spent $16 million on this ad campaign. So Nike doesn't want to lose out on their money. So Nike has asked the court to stop the injunction. So basically Nike has asked the court to let them keep using the phrase until they have appealed this case. Um, Nike has not stopped using the phrase. They are still putting it, putting the ad campaign out and things like that. And Fleet Feet is not, not trying to have it. Fleet Feet is fighting Nike on this. They're saying that any harm that Nike would um, suffer, meaning financial harm or reputational harm, from not being able to use this phrase is Nike's fault because they weren't supposed to use it in the first place. The phrase was never Nike's to use. So, ladies and gentlemen, do you think that the that the court should allow Nike to use the phrase until the appeal is done, or do you think that Nike should have to stop using it until the court makes a decision on whether Nike can use the phrase, sports changes everything? Because Nike's argument is that, like, look, we already spent all this money on this campaign. Can we just keep using it until this case is settled? And Fleet Feet is like, no, uh, we don't want you using the phrase until everything is done because you're causing us to lose money. So what do you think the court should do? Should they, should they lift the injunction or should they keep it on Nike and say, Nike, you're, you can't run these ads? Let me know what you guys think about that. And while you do that, um, I want to uh, remind you guys that you can find everything I do at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. There you can find uh, the audio version of this show. You can also find the YouTube channel where I house all of uh, the back episodes. Roxamil said they should stop running with running it. They can wait till it's settled to run the ad too. I agree with you, Roxamil. Nike is not broke. Nike has plenty of money. And they can afford to hold back on a campaign, or you could just change the phrase. I think Nike is just trying to use their, um, uh, I think Nike is just trying to use, you know, their money and their power to just push through. Sincere39 said, keep it on Nike. 
Um, King Tax Services said, which is older, Nike or Foot Fleet? So the thing is, King Tax Services, it's not a matter of which company is older. The point is, Fleet Feet has a trademark on the phrase, running changes everything. So even if Fleet Feet started 10 years ago and they trademarked the phrase five years ago, Either way, Nike doesn't have a right to the phrase. Nike never trademarked it. Nike has no rights to it. So that is what is at issue here. At first, Nike was using Fleet Feet's exact phrase. Fleet Feet's phrase is running changes everything. Nike started with running changes everything, and then they changed it to sports changes everything. No problem, girl. You know I love you. Um, so... Uh, you guys seem to be in agreement that Nike should have to hold off on this campaign until it's settled, and I totally agree with you. You knew you were wrong when you took the phrase, so no, you don't get to use this campaign. I don't care how many millions of dollars you spent on it. You should have done a little bit of research or been a little bit more creative about your phrasing, all right? Cool. Um, what in, is this it? Okay. All right. So third case we are talking about tonight. Did anybody here watch the surviving R. Kelly story? I did not watch it. Um, I have a thing about people other than the victims profiting from pain. Um, so I did not watch uh, surviving R. Kelly. But did anybody here watching today uh, watch surviving R. Kelly? If you did, give me a one. If you did not, give me a two. I'm going to put a two in the air. I did not watch Surviving R. Kelly. I have no plans to watch Surviving R. Kelly. I know what happened. I don't need a recap. Okay? And while I, while you guys let me know if you watched... Okay, Sincere39 didn't watch Survive, Surviving R. Kelly. Roxanne Mill watched Surviving R. Kelly. Okay. Well, um, apparent, uh, King Tax Services, yes, they should. Doesn't Nike have a legal... Yes, Nike has a legal department, girl. They just don't care. Okay, but going back to this story. So, if you watched um, Surviving R. Kelly, uh, uh, King Tax Services didn't watch Surviving R. Kelly either. So, um, R. Kelly's ex-wife was in Surviving R. Kelly. Uh, and apparently, Lifetime is putting on a sequel to Surviving R. Kelly called The Reckoning. Um, now, to promote this sequel... Lifetime used old footage of R. Kelly's ex-wife from the original Surviving R. Kelly documentary, okay? So they took a little piece of Surviving R. Kelly and they used it to say, hey, part two is coming out. Um, they didn't just use R. Kelly's ex-wife. They also used uh, another survivor named Lisa Van Allen. They used some of her footage as well. Uh, so apparently R. Kelly's ex-wife, her name, her first name is Drea. She is not happy that Lifetime is using, uh, this old footage to promote the new documentary. She says that she never agreed to be a part of this new documentary. Lifetime approached her, Lifetime approached her family, Lifetime approached her children, and they all said no. But Lifetime still used this old footage, this old photo, to promote this new documentary. Um, and she's saying, well, Lifetime is trying to make it seem like I'm a part of this and I'm not a part of this. Um, and she, and she said that if they, if they go through with this and continue to use this footage, that she's going to sue them. 
So my first question, I, I read this story on um, the Jasmine brand. Uh, so my first question was, didn't you sign an appearance release? Whenever you appear um, on some type of video format or some some audio formats, whenever you see people appear on shows, on TV and movies and things like that, you have to sign an appearance release, meaning saying that you have to sign something saying, I give you permission to use my image, to use my voice in this work. Now, a lot of times these appearance releases have clauses in them that say, we, we keep, not only do we own this footage, but we can use it however we want to in the future. We can use it for marketing, whatever happens, whether we know it or not, we get to use this footage in the future. Now, I don't know what Drea Kelly signed when she agreed to be a part of Surviving R. Kelly. But if you think that Lifetime has a clause in there allowing them to use her old fit footage, give me a one. If you think that Lifetime is out here just being reckless and using that footage without her permission, give me a two. While you guys do that, I'm going to uh, let you know what I think. I think that Drea Kelly, thank you, Roxanne Mills. Roxanne Mills thinks that Lifetime covered themselves. I think Drea Kelly didn't read her contract. I think that Lifetime probably offered her a pretty good check. She needed the money and she signed it without reading. You love Lifetime? Did you? Um, uh, I, I can't do Lifetime. I just can't. Um, so she probably signed the contract. If she had an attorney look at it, maybe. I doubt it. But she probably did not read it through and probably didn't read the part that most likely gives Lifetime a lifetime right to use that footage for the documentary that they shot. Think about, like, you think life, the amount of money, the amount of viewership that Lifetime got off, off of surviving R. Kelly, you think they're not going to use that footage to promote for the future? Come on now. Um... And the reason why I chose this story is because, ladies and gentlemen, it is important for you to read your contract. If you don't read your contract, you don't know what rights you're giving up. You don't know what your options are. Because I feel like Drea Kelly just kind of got upset that they are going ahead with this sequel and she, and, and, you know, she didn't want it, but she's trying to get something out of it. You saw, you most likely signed a release. So this is just a warning to y'all. Don't sign anything without reading it first because you don't want to look, frankly, uneducated here um, and, and, you know, saying that you're going to sue someone when you probably don't even have the right to sue, okay? King Tax Services said, I'm aware of those because when I am part of a vending event, they have assigned a document similar to this stating any photos or video can be used for future advertising. Look at that right here. We have one person. And this isn't even having to do with television. This is events, you know, a vending event. So any t a lot of times if you go to, um, you know, parties where there are going to be clips shown, they will, they tell you either there's a sign when you walk in saying that by walking in here, you consent to being videotaped and possibly being broadcast somewhere, or they will make you sign something agreeing to release your image. No company worth their salt is going to be out here just using people's images willy-nilly. So Drea Kelly, um, 
dust off your appearance release contract and read what it says. Okay. Um, but, uh, but that is my opinion. Maybe a judge will see differently, but what do you guys think? Do you think that Drea Kelly would have standing to sue if life, um, for, for lifetime using her image? Do you think she ha- she would have a right to sue or do you think that she should just really kind of like be quiet and go read her contract? Because that's what I think. What do you think? What do you think? Hey, what do you think? What do you think? We're almost done, guys. We have a couple of more cases. Um, and this next case is going to be really good for you guys who sell t-shirts, okay? Um, while I wait, uh, Roxy Mills said she should review the facts. Right. I think that she needs to either call her attorney or look through her files, find that appearance release form and see what it says. Cause me just doing, I did a cursory search. I just did a Google search for appearance release template and three of them, all of them had clauses that say, Hey, we get to keep this and use it however we want in the future. Okay. Right. Paperwork. So good luck, Drea Kelly. On to our next case. Um, how many people here shop on Amazon? I literally just bought something on Amazon this morning. Um, we all, uh, if you have shopped on Amazon, give me an A. King Tax Services said it's about the money. She's trying to get, get for back alimony and child support. Was R. Kelly, was R. Kelly in arrears? I don't keep up with that child molester, so I don't know what's going on with him. Um, yes, Roxamil, Amazon. I just got some, um, the tablet that I'm broadcasting on right now, I got from Amazon, and I just bought some bowls, because I was running out of bowls, and I bought them on Amazon today. You hate Amazon. <laughs> you buy yourself, sir. I love Amazon. All right. And, um, Amazon, it's great for consumers, but Amazon isn't necessarily that great for small business owners. So, um, thank you for the A, King Tax Services. We all know that there are a lot of boutiques on Amazon. People sell clothes on Amazon. So me and my sister share an Amazon account and I always see her buying clothes off of Amazon, right? Um, there are, and there are a lot of people who sell t-shirts on Amazon. Um, the problem is Amazon is a place where a lot of trademark abuse happens and it's hitting small business owners, particularly t-shirt owners really hard. Um, so a lot of these t-shirt owners, they're finding that the t-shirts that they're making, that they, um, people are trademarking simple phrases or common phrases and they're being passed by the USPTO because, you know, it's, it's not a perfect system. And then these people who buy these fraudulent trademarks for no reason, they start throwing it around and, and getting these t-shirt stores shut down. Um, King Tech Service, uh, Services said, I bought all my books from them when I was in college. It was a lot cheaper. I missed the Amazon books era. Um, I literally just got into Amazon maybe like five years ago. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but you know, we all know Amazon has progressed. And, but, but for those who are selling, you know, who have maybe a t-shirt line on Amazon, they're finding it really hard to stay um, to, to, to stay solvent, to, to keep their businesses running on Amazon because people are trademarking phrases fraudulently. They're getting passed, but they're not getting passed properly. 
And these people who have these trademarks that were obtained through deception are now coming after these small business owners on Amazon and they're getting them shut down. Um, so, uh, it, for those of you who are considering selling your stuff on Amazon, you really want to think about, um, getting the appropriate intellectual property for your merchandise because you don't want some fly by night company saying, Hey, we just trademarked this phrase. You can't use it. Remember the story we were talking about backcountry.com. That company got the, the trademark to backcountry. And even though there was backlash for them doing it, they were able to legally go after all of these companies using backcountry in their name. So, um, this is the same thing that's happening on Amazon. So all of you who have intentions of selling on Amazon, you need to be careful. Now, Come on, man. Um, now, Sincere39, please let me know why you hate Amazon. What did Amazon do to you, sir? Um, and while you do that, why is this getting so dark? Um, I want to... Uh, King Tech Services said, what about HBCU t-shirts being sold on Amazon? So what do you mean by that? Meaning, do they have if, the, if they have the school's actual trademarked logo and it's not being sold by the school and you don't have a license from the school to use that, uh, that school logo, no, that's illegal. That's trademark infringement. You can't use that. However, if you have a unique design that isn't trademarked by the school, that doesn't infringe on their colors or style, then, you know, uh, maybe that's something that you can do. Like, I saw a t-shirt or a sweatshirt for an HBCU that was done in the style of um, the United Negro College Fund logo. Um, and that is not a style that is protected by the school. So the person can kind of just do their own thing. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So that is the Amazon story. Since the 39s, okay. Since the 39 doesn't like Amazon because they're not a good company. I know people that worked and work there. Plus they don't pay taxes. Yeah. I mean, yes. Uh, from what I've read on the employee side, on the employer side, Amazon isn't necessarily the best, I but I think on the consumer side, Amazon has a strong base because it's like, where else can I find pretty much anything I want and get it delivered to my house in about two days, you know? Um, sorry. Uh, okay. Um, so we are moving on to the last story, but before we do that, I want to remind you guys to make sure that you download the free business launch cheat sheet at the link in my bio link tree forward slash MPL consulting firm. If you want to get your business started in 2020, this is going to help you pick, uh, what decide what business you want to start and, uh, do so in seven days or less. Um, since the other day, I used to buy all his books from Amazon. Okay. All right. So on to our last story, ladies and gentlemen. Um, any soccer fans in the house? I have two people on Facebook and three people on Instagram. Uh, do we have any soccer fans in the house? Especially soccer fans located in um, South Carolina? South Carolina. What what state what state are the the Carolina Panthers? Are the Carolina Panthers the South or North Carolina? I can't remember. Um, 
Roxamil said Maddie likes soccer. Okay, Maddie might be interested in this story, Roxamil. King Tax Services said Amazon is building a new warehouse five blocks from where I live, giving jobs. Okay. Since 39 said the Panthers are in North Carolina. Okay. Well, uh, the owner of the Panthers, whose name is David Tepper, um, apparently is getting into soccer. He is very um, adamant about getting a soccer franchise in uh, Charlotte. Uh, and, um, he has registered eight possible team names for, uh, a, a soccer team. Um, all of these names were filed December 6th. So if you are a soccer fan, look out for, um, a Charlotte soccer club coming near you. Hi, Maddie. Oh, hey, Maddie, we're, we're just talking about, um, soccer. So sh- the owner of the Carolina Panthers just registered eight trademarks for soccer team names for Charlotte. So, uh, for the, for the major, uh, for the major, for major league soccer. King Tax Services said Panthers were North Carolina, but were sold and will be located in South Carolina next year. Oh, I did not know that. Um, Either way, there's probably a soccer team coming to the Carolinas sometime soon. So, Maddie and soccer fans uh, rejoice. <laughs> and the reason why I pulled this out is because you can tell what kind of moves a company is making by the trademarks that they file. So, if you don't know, some, the way that I find a lot of these stories is that I get Google alerts on stories. And a lot of the stories that I get is just like, well, this company has filed this trademark for this, and you can say that you know, and you can see what type of plans they have, all right? Um, but yeah, there's a soccer team coming to Charlotte sometime soon. Yes. But uh, those were the stories that um, I have for you guys today. Again, uh, I apologize for not being on yesterday. I was having technical difficulties. My computer is on his last legs and broadcasting um, Tepper's the new owner since year 39. I know nothing about ownership except for Bob Kraft owning the Patriots. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, the reason why I wasn't on yesterday is because, uh, my computer's on its last legs and broadcasting is really tough and it was making the quality of the broadcast really bad. So, um, I purchased a new device so that I could broadcast on Facebook, um, and Instagram without problems. Uh, so, and, and so I could upload the, uh, the, what do you call that? The, the replay onto the YouTube channel. Um, I want to say thank you to my mom for letting me know that, you know, the quality of the video was not that great. How come y'all didn't tell me? (laughs) Um, hi mom. Hi dad. I want to say good night to all of you. Um, I will be back on Monday. Remember we only broadcast Monday through Thursday. Oh, thank you. Mom loves you too. She asks about you all the time. Um, King Tax Services said that's why soccer. T- that's why soccer team because the Panthers are moving to Charlotte needs an, needs because my Panthers moving Charlotte needs new economy boost. Okay, well I guess David Tepper is trying to do the work. Um, but yeah, so we'll be back on Monday. Um, so uh, and also remember my one-on-one sessions stop December fifteenth. Um, and then I'll still be doing the show and doing my postings, but I'm not going to be taking any more clients. 
Um, since King Tax Services, since the 39 said it's not definite that they are moving. So y'all sports people talk about that amongst yourselves. <laughs> but you guys have a good night. I will talk to you some, um, talk to you Monday. Um, don't forget, guys, taxes are coming soon. Check out King Tax Services broadcast that she did at seven o'clock this evening because she is getting you hip to these new tax changes that are, that are happening, all right? Um, so let's talk Monday. Remember, you can DM me if you have any questions, and I will talk to you later. Bye.